And the Oscar goes to... This episode of Cinema Clash, we have a special episode. This is our post-Oscar Academy Awards wrap-up, and this year was really interesting. We knew it was coming. We knew it was going to win. We saw it coming a mile away. Critics were calling it across the board, and it happened. The artist has now been added to the now 84 films who call themselves Best Pictures of the Year and own their own little Oscar statue, and it's the first silent film to win Best Picture since Wings won back in 1928. So today, joining me, we have... Alex Zarnowski. And Brianne Beatty. What's up, guys? What'd you think? You know what? This was one of the best Oscars in a couple years. They brought, they had, you know, Billy Crystal's back. He's good. I think he did everything we I wanted him to do. Like, I think people were expecting a musical, and they got their musical. Yeah, I agree. It was good to see someone that kind of knew what they were doing back up there again. It yeah, wasn't I will say the last few years... Um, in general, real quick, I think Billy Crystal definitely did the best in the last couple of years. Last year was just a mess, and I'm glad that somebody who knows what they're doing was up there this year. And then, like, three years ago, we had the whole gothic, I'm going to fall asleep Oscars, and I'm glad that it it didn't turn out that way this year. Right. So, real quick, okay, so you guys do over there at Internet Amazings, and over there I'm just pointing in a general direction at you people, do your... Internet Amazing's blog, and you had an Oscar thing this week, right? Yeah, um, this was our first um, Oscar week special extravaganza where Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. we post a video or a piece of media or audio, it doesn't matter, whatever, that um, is related to the celebration of movies. And uh, last week we just had um, a a couple different pairings on certain days. Monday was just more great great moments of every just from a pile of different films and then midway through the week we pair up a few things it was what we had uh, for example home alone those um kind of recut trailers where they take a movie and turn it into something that it's absolutely not right um just for fun yeah fun stuff yeah fun. it was good i I did watch the videos and they're very entertaining it was a good themed week uh leading up to the oscar ceremony on sunday yeah, so, if so you didn't real check quick, um, I know we didn't get to do an Oscar episode prior to the awards ceremony talking about um, the nominations right. themselves, uh, so I just wanted to go over that real quick. Just um, a couple, there was a lot of snobs this year, I feel like, more than, than a lot of years, um, and I know we both feel the same way on this a lot. Um, I know we, 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 we collectively like to drive, and, and I know a lot of people felt that that was left out of a lot of uh, categories this year. I think Drive got snubbed like uh big time. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. it was it was bullshit that it was like what, sound editing or or sound Yeah, sound editing. Design? Yeah. Yeah, editing. And um I would have liked to see it at least take home something even though we I kind of knew it wouldn't. Yeah. Even even if it wasn't going to take stuff home, it would just would have been nice to see it nominated, getting a little nod Best for more categories. And I th- I think the big thing was Albert Brooks. He was the one missing um, for his supporting role because he, in my opinion, was the best supporting role of the year. And he won and was nominated for all the other uh, um, award ceremonies, but yet was left out of the Oscars. Well, my question Um, to you is... And filled with Jonah Hill, basically. 
Okay. I was going to say, my question to you is, if you could take out a movie out of the nine nominated... Oh, it would have definitely well, been Jonah Hill. And I don't... I'm, there's, that's well, nothing against Jonah Hill. I think Jonah Hill, this is his best movie. Well, I mean, that goes without saying as an actor. Uh, and he's fantastic in the movie, but it's nowhere near the level of where Albert Brooks was acting in that movie. Have you read any reasons why Drive was left out? You know, it's a really stylized movie, and there's an interesting study I just read about the Academy members and the people who vote on the nominees and the movies. 90, I think it was 90% was are over the age of 40, I mean over the age of 50, white and male. Mm. Only 1% of the Academy voters are under the age of 40. Hmm. <laughs> there you go. So it's you can see the demographic of the, the I'm not like being stereotypical or anything, but I'm just it's that old sense of, you know what I mean? That 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 the the gener there's definitely generational differences. Sure, um, especially with movies definitely. like Drive, where I, like my parents watch Drive, they're like, oh, it was, and my dad's like, you know, he knows decent amount about film, and he enjoyed it. He didn't he didn't like it on the level that I really personally kind of fell into love like in love with that movie. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's just you could see why something like The Artist would um, really just kind of be perfect for these Academy voters, which is why, it, it, you know, it took home the best picture. So, I mean, don't you think that this group of voters is an intelligent group of film watchers, that they would have the sense to pick something like The Tree of Life and then not pick Drive, something as experimental and as... Right, yeah, see, that's the thing, too, is... Like me. I said before, Tree of Life is by far the most ambitious movie of the year, which is why part of why I pretty much loved that movie. And mm. but I think the points at which Tree of Life hits, like the points that it hits, it hits home for like of course, especially yeah. like very um, religious or spiritual people. Um, it's very family it's, oriented. It's, if you don't have a fam, if you don't have a family, or if you do have a family, you're gonna relate. You know what I mean? Like. Right. You don't have a, an extended family, or if you have a, if you do have a family that's a little bit larger, or just grew up in that era, yeah, I think it's going to hit home for you, right? Right. Which is why I think that you know, as as different and um, inventive and just kind of, I don't even know how to describe half of Tree of Life, but it's just so innovative and and different, and you know that aspect of the movie is what I love about it, and like I don't think that appeals to you know this academy but like the way in which like that and drive are very similar because they're they try different things and they're very style but the but the subject matter of tree of life is way easier to swallow than drive i feel yeah and i think malik really got um gypped um malik has been around a long time and if you haven't seen his other movies give him a look and it just like if you, you know if you're watching the um the awards you heard that most of the actors and the producers or whoever who's worked with Malik doesn't understand him. And there was a comparison to like, maybe his wife right. understands him and she's the yeah, only one I remember and that. isn't letting out the secrets. But the guy is really eccentric or just interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and okay, real quick, um, before we move on, I just want to say another, uh, Melancholia, um, especially Kirsten Dunst in particular, I'm um, getting left out of the Academy this year of the, of the Academy Awards. And especially, and I know you guys will definitely agree with me on here, Michael Shannon's performance in Take Shelter, or just Take Shelter in general. But, but well, specifically, Michael Shannon's performance. 
which yeah, I think was the best performance of any male lead this year. And that kind of goes along with the fact that we, we have Michael Shannon left out, we have Gosling left, left out, and we have all these other great movies that were left out. Don't you think that 2011 was a phenomenal year for film? You see, the thing, like, I really liked the indie films this year, and I, I think I showed that in a post somewhere on Cinema Clash at some point. But um, oh, in my top ten, I think I just put a little a footnote. Like, I really liked the indie films this year. Like, I loved Take Shelter. I loved Melancholia and Tree of Life. And, like, just these innovative kind of um, stylized different films. You know what I mean? That, like, kind of try different things and aren't very yeah. mainstream. Um, but, like, then you look at last year and, like, you look at movies like Inception and Social Network, which are just so, like, straight. Like, everyone – this movie, like – Everyone sees this movie. You know what I mean? I would say they were there, were about five, there were about five fantastic movies last year that I saw. Right. Or two years ago. 2011, I, I, I can fill up both hands with movies yeah. that I, I loved and I want to own. I can't I say I think I was having this discussion. I don't know if it was with you or with someone else, you, but I was you saying that. with me. I, I think it was Definitely with you, yeah, me. where I think the the movies that I saw last – there were the movies like those top five movies you're pretty much talking of of last year, I enjoyed more than any of the movies I saw this year, but I think I liked more movies this year in general, overall. Right. Anyway, okay. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on to the actual uh, winners of the awards this year. Um, I mean, we knew the artist was going to win. We knew it. We saw it coming a mile away. We knew as soon as Michelle Havzavinicius, I think that's what he said, one director, I mean, you know, it was, yeah. you knew it was a sure win. And you know what? I I can't blame them. It's a good movie. Let's be honest. It, it's it's a pretty good movie. I don't think it's the best of the nine that were up for best picture, but it it's still good. So and I'm not I'm not mad about it. I think I was definitely madder last year about Social Network losing out to King Speech than I was this year. Now, do we have a tally of who won more, Hugo or the artist? You know, I didn't. But I, no one. It's definitely close because the artist won the last. Well, I mean, it won actor, director, and art and picture, and it won score, and it won our uh, costume design, and I think that was it. And then Hugo won, I think, every uh, other technical. category, like every um, like technical award. Yeah, every technical category. Yeah, which I'm so glad it did because I was hoping Hugo was going to pick those up because it totally deserves them. Yeah, I feel like this year, when um, I was kind of comparing it to last year, the social network last year is almost like this year's Hugo. It was the really yeah. good film, but it kind of swept all the smaller technical awards. And then this year's The Artist is last year's The King's Speech and won all the big awards, like Best Picture, Director, all those. So right. it's interesting. And you, But you went, I, in, went into that knowing knowing it with a different feeling, didn't you, than, than The King's Speech. The King's Speech and The Artist were two different kind of films. Oh, I mean, yeah. You just kind of knew that The Artist was the favorite film because, yeah. Of, yeah. because of what it was. The King's yeah. Speech was like, oh, well, come on. I mean, that was yeah, obviously even, like Up until choice. the moment they announced that King's Speech won last year, I was still in the back of my mind thinking, I still feel like Social Network's going to win. I still had that small yeah, glimmer yeah. of hope, and, and I thought it was really going to win. But yeah, I mean, the King's Speech anyway, was an excellent, excellent movie. But I feel like the Social Network will be one that's more remembered. So oh, we'll have absolutely. to see how and Hugo and the speaking artists... of that, best editing this year went to Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which is one of the ones that I think most people missed. Um, that was a big, uh, 
you know, everyone kind of was wrong on that one with, um, with you know, their Oscar pools or whatever. And uh, it's so great that the guys who edited, I forget their name, I don't have their names with me right here, but the guys who edited Social Network, the same two guys for Fincher, edited Girl with the Dragon Tattoo for Fincher, and they won both years in a row now, right. the Oscar for editing. That's something to talk about. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know what Fincher has in the uh, in his queue of, you know, films he's making, but um, if, if they're up again for editing, I'll be interesting to, interested to see what it is. Yeah. And it's great, too, because I haven't seen Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, but, I mean, I can speak for this for the social network. I, the style of the editing, just how it's like on the beat, and it's it it just gives this momentum to the movie. That's it's just fantastic. It would be interesting to contrast it with the with the Social Network because the girl the girl of the Dragon Tattoo because of the pacing of the movie. The girl of the Dragon Tattoo is definitely going to have its faster moments than the Social right. Network. Yeah. Also, um, let's go over the actors actresses. Uh, Jean Dujardin mm. for the artist. He. Yep. I I thought when I first saw the nominees for Best Actor when they were first announced, my first thought, initial thought, automatically was George Clooney, without a doubt, George Clooney, and I was so glad to see Gary Oldman finally get nominated for an Oscar. That made yeah. me so happy because that dude has been missing out on the Oscars his entire life. He's one of the best actors in Hollywood, in my opinion. Um. I, I think for every category, including this one, I, I always had three people. I'd have the one person I knew was going to win because it, they were favored. Then I had the right. person that I thought really deserved the Oscar. And then I've had the, the, the one that's like, okay, this is the obvious choice. Well, it's like Jean Desjardins. Clooney was the one who, who should have had it. And then Gary Oldman was like, he deserved it. Yeah, I think, I mean, I really... All the, I mean, I haven't seen Demi and Bashir. I haven't seen A Better Life. Um, right, yeah. It's the one I haven't seen of these movies. But, I mean, Moneyball, I know you guys saw Moneyball. And Brad Pitt's fantastic in that. And yeah. Jean Dujardin really is fantastic in the artist. And George Clooney was, of all of all of these um, best actor comments, I think he was, in my opinion, he had, like, he had the best role. He did the best job this year of those five, in my opinion. Um, I thought I thought he should have won. I knew, I, I had a feeling it wasn't going to as the as the Oscars got closer because Jean Dujardin ended up winning the Screen Actors Guild, and that's a big giveaway to you know the Oscars and whatnot. Yeah, actually, George Clooney kind of impressed me this year because a lot of times when I watch his acting, I always think, oh, that's just George Clooney in a movie, and this was the one of like the first roles in my opinion that he actually felt like the character and not like George Clooney. I felt like I was watching a regular yeah. guy, but he I, was I, fantastic I love John Dujardine. I, yeah. I really love, just loved what he did. His face is so charismatic and expressive and he didn't Absolutely. even have to speak. So I mean, I'm happy with who won, but yeah, Clooney was, it was yeah. a tough call. I wouldn't have been like, upset Jean- if Brad Pitt won. I, I, I love Brad Pitt. I loved him in that role. <laughs> I loved I loved the movie. I couldn't I couldn't tell you I can't tell you how much I love that movie, Moneyball. Yeah. It's surprising. I, I know it it's it, you wouldn't think you would like it as I mean yeah. it's that's how I felt. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did. Yep. And I hate baseball and I actually like Moneyball. So. <laughs> and for me I love I played baseball, don't like it much anymore to watch it, but it really brought me back and yeah. made me feel nostalgic. So actress I think was the biggest upset of the night. Um and I know Twitter my Twitter blew up after yeah. they announced that Meryl Streep just won her third 
Academy Award for Best Actress. I can't believe or, it's only been three. I feel like she went. I mean, she's been nominated. That's yeah. why numerous yeah. times, but I feel right. like every year I just watch her up on stage. I couldn't help but be one of the, how she said it. She could just feel America go, oh, and yeah. I couldn't help but be one of those because yeah. I wanted to see someone else, but I didn't realize that she only had won twice before. And going off right, of what yeah. you said about um, uh, Viola Davis being, or wait, yeah, being favored. Yeah, Wait, Arc- Octavia. Viola, Viola no, Davis was Octavia absolutely Octavia. favorite in this, and she was, was most people's supporting. picks, most critics' picks, um, by far. She was my pick. She was your guys' pick. We yeah. all got it wrong. Let me, say, let me just say that when Meryl Streep won, I was this is this is how I was interacting with the Oscars. I was using an app called Viggle, the I G G L E, and Viggle awards you points for participating with television. It's kind of like mm-hmm. Shazam in, in a way you, you hold up your, your device to the TV and it gets a, an audio um, feed and deciphers it, knows exactly what you're watching, and you check in. So anyway, I was playing, to get deeper into it, you can even play trivia. So I was playing tr- like this trivia game along with the Oscars. And you vote. It was like, okay, at one point you would do voting who's going to win, and then you would be awarded points. So... I pick, I had my pick in for best you know actress and I put in Viola Davis and then up pops Meryl Streep. So when the uh, person got uh, announced, the app would change over to the percentage of people who chose. It's like who chose who. Davis had forty three percent. Meryl Streep only had thirty. And yeah. obviously the other ones add up, but like it's just amazing how favored she was. Nobody expect we we all knew in our right. back of our heads that Streep would probably you know do it, and we didn't want her to. But it's just amazing how many other people right. thought she would. And I, the thing I is, agree like, that she should have. The Iron Lady was more or less panned by critics, um, and it wasn't. I mean, it picked up. It was only up for I think two awards tonight, and it won both of them. I believe is she won and uh, makeup won. Makeup. Yes. And, yes. Makeup. The guy who who she was, she, who did right. her makeup for what thirty years? Yeah, thirty yes, years. Well, the I, last time she won the Oscar for, uh, uh, I can't think of the movie back in eighty. I'm having a blank too. I don't remember either. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah, I know. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, I feel but, stupid. <laughs> the thing is, Meryl Streep is. I mean, I haven't seen the Iron Lady. Um, I actually don't really watch that many Meryl Streep movies, but I see a lot of clips and. She really is just acting on like she's she's like above and beyond everyone else and she like sets the bar for acting in yeah. Hollywood. She she's really is just on like another planet. She yeah, is incredible. just crazy good at acting. Like it just comes naturally to her. Like like baseball comes naturally to like Alex like Albert Pujols or something or like football comes to like Tom Brady. It's just like acting is just like her thing and she's that's she's amazing at it. You know I didn't even listen. She'll be I kind of up like, for another seventeen nominations in the next eighteen years, probably. I kind of looked away when she um, was giving her speech because it was kind of like, "Oh, there's Meryl Streep giving her speech yeah. for an award." I think that's how most people were. Yeah, yeah. She had a good um, speech, though. Had a good speech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. I, yeah, I will. We'll get to it after. We'll talk about that. But I think that was probably my favorite speech of the night. My favorite acceptance mm-hmm. speech. But um, anyway, so supporting actor and supporting actress, I think were. Two of the biggest, yeah, we know they're going to win, just kind of gave it to them already. Christopher Plummer, Plummer for Beginners and Octavia Spencer for The Help. I think we kind of knew they were coming, and they ended up winning, and yeah, well-deserved, I suppose. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen Beginners or The Help, so I can't really say that. Right. 
to see how many movies there are that we you know we haven't seen we we could we could honestly say that we have seen watching this year's oscars and having seen the amount of movies that we saw this year yeah. that were up for a nomination or anything mm-hmm. it just it helped so much but there's oh, so many yeah. that we haven't seen yeah you know that i'm i'm really interested in <clears throat> a lot so real quick to um just to finish these up I'm really glad Rango won. Obviously, you know oh, yeah. that was kind of like a, a, a sure win, and I'm glad it did because, ah, uh, it's such a good movie, and I know we we all kind of feel the same about it. I was kind of expecting Kung Fu Panda to win. <laughs> just just gonna say, yeah, not really. <laughs> just I uh, Rango was amazing. I love Rango. Yeah, Rango's great. Um, so the screenplays, um, I think mm-hmm. in our in our pool that we had going, you guys, and the thing I came up with, uh, we, of all the people, I think there's only like two or three people out of like the, I think we had 10 or 12 contestants. And everyone had Midnight in Paris and Descendants winning these screenplays, and they ended up winning. And I'm yeah. so glad, and it's funny, when they did Midnight in Paris when it won, Woody Allen obviously wasn't there. I was thinking, I think I tweeted something about along the lines of, uh, they. They must be running heavy in the show, so they decided to give this to Woody Allen because so, they know he's not here, so they can save time on the speech. Yeah, where the hell was Allen? Hope he's. Oh, I hope he's making his next masterpiece, not home. I'll not finish my sentence. Right. <laughs> and then, obviously, Descendants for Adapted Screenplay. Well-deserved. Absolutely well-deserved. Yeah. I'm so glad Descendants at least took something home tonight because it was a fantastic movie. And they it's definitely of it one too. of those movies that fits the criteria for being loved by the Academy or uh, Academy members, you know. Did you get and, to see uh, the clip that they played? Yes. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was a good choice. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> the guy getting punched. Or yeah. the kid, like, uh, talking about the grandmother. and Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm so, going to hit you. So, I mean, this year, only, like, one or two... Oh, and I'm so glad that uh, Man or Muppet won for the Muppets. Uh, I love Brett McKenzie. I love Flight of the Concord. So seeing him win was probably the the greatest moment I saw tonight because that's like seeing Brett McKenzie from Flight of the Concords win an Oscar is. That's surreal. a guy who seemed like he really genuinely loved working on that project. Like it hit home oh, with him. He grew dude, up. How could you things. not? How could you have not loved working on the Muppets movie? Yeah. No matter what you're doing, you could be he's the seen, intern like carrying the food trays around or something and you i would still love it yeah he seemed the most genuine yeah so yeah like like i said in general there wasn't too many uh surprises this year a couple of them uh, but more or less they kind of were on the line uh what what people were thinking we're gonna win like the favorites usually won in most of the categories yeah so favorite also speeches? i want to talk about just the ceremony itself what did you guys think I know we kind of talked about earlier, but a little bit more in depth, I guess. Now, I thought it was good. And I actually thought some of the presenter moments were some of my favorites, like with Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis and yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow and Robert Downey Jr. Those are just the, some of the most entertaining parts. And, of course, you know, Billy Crystal's hilarious. And it's just felt right. it felt like the Oscars this year. Yeah. Definitely a huge step up from last year, I think, just in general. Definitely a huge step up in the last few years, I would say. They've been they've been getting worse as they as they went on the last couple of years. 
And last year they hit, I think, rock bo- <laughs> rock bottom almost. I think they were uh, on their some... climb up last year. I think a couple of years ago when they were like death and doom. That, that, that one was, was so awful. boring. That was their yeah. rock bottom right there, man. I forget yeah, what that was, was even That up. was bad, too. It was a they always had musical numbers last year. Well, that's the thing. This is the first year that they didn't do – well, it's, first of all, it's the first year that there was only two Best Original Songs nominated. And this is the first year that they didn't do live performances of those songs. Oh yeah, which is weird. Right. Which is why it was this ceremony was the same length as it normally is, about four hours, and but yet they filled all of that extra time that would have been taken up by song performances, and it didn't seem like it felt that much. It, well, some parts did feel very dragged out, they, they and I knew that they were obviously so trying to fill that bit. time that they would have had with performances. And I'm kind of glad that they got rid of the performances, though, the the song performances, because every time last year or the, every other year, when they come up, I'm just like, I, I like to walk away from the TV. I'm like, all right, it's bathroom break time or something. What about Cirque du Soleil? I mean, yeah, that that's was, what I was going to get to. I was going to talk to you guys about, like, favorite parts, least favorite parts. Okay, that Cirque what du Soleil, was that? it, was, it what definitely was, that? was amazing. Really? Right? It was I disagree. Come on, look what they were doing. I'm actually having a little trouble hearing you right now. I didn't. I didn't see the point. I was very confused. <laughs> I, I thought actually that it was either a a commercial or b the Oscars um, got shut off or got like my channel got changed for a minute. Well, first off, we had Danny Elfman composing for the piece, right? I'm not saying anything about Danny Elfman. I love mm-hmm. me some Danny Elfman. I'm just saying yeah. that the, the what was happening in front of me. Visual. Well, honestly, like I think it would have been really tricky to get a Muppet performance in this year, and then Cirque du Soleil was kind of like a default, don't you think? Like they're something I guess, everybody but knows. Why not it was do something elaborate. else? I don't know, something else. It didn't have to necessarily be a Muppets thing. It didn't have mm-hmm. to be Cirque du Soleil. That's such a random – I feel like that's so random to throw it, it in. Was, it, they're I, like, it was. It's like, oh, we need to fill 10 minutes to the show. Well, let's have a, I don't know, a circus, Cirque, Cirque du Soleil thing. One minor, the, one minor thing that I, I will point out that I did like was how the how when they would um, be transitioning to a commercial, they would always pan up to the um, violinist and the like the mini band in the balcony. Yeah. I, I kind of really liked that. That was nice. Yeah. See, I I felt I felt the opposite. I felt it was very awkward when it went to that. Why? I don't know why. Just it was kind of like I was like, I don't know, it was very awkward to me. Although I. There was they that one. Show, they, all they do is usually like pan out, and then they show right. some lame ass. Um, they show their uh, the Academy Awards. Stuff. Well, at least now we had something to look at. Yeah, that's true. But I did not understand the first. It was that little. It was early on. It was that little movie montage where it was just kind of like clips from random like movies there was really no rhyme or reason to what movies were in it and what movies weren't and what clips were shown and it was just like at the end of it i was like okay so fill me in on this is this it was on i guess kind of earlier it was the first um, montage it was just yeah celebrating film itself and it, it was the one when they showed um, Twilight in the very beginning, oh, and we yeah. were like, what? Yeah, they showed, yeah. they showed like, Titanic and yeah. some oh, other, like, earlier classic movie, and then yeah, Twilight. Yeah, they were showing all these, like, big Oscar winners, yeah. and then they put in Twilight, and then we were like, yeah. what is this? And then, as I know. it progressed, it showed um, 
it, it showed like other funny moments and stuff, but it was just very bizarre to have Twilight like the third clip or something in that. It was very that that's yeah, no, strange. <laughs> I agree. Like that was it was just more of like a. I was very confused, like what the theme was, because like, every other every other montage or every other segment had like a theme to it, and this <laughs> one was just kind of like, well, we need to fill more some more time, I guess. Who so let that let's in? Just put some really crystals cool. together. Who led that in? Billy? I don't remember. I think Billy uh, Crystal was the one uh, who intro. If if it was celebrating all like Oscar winning movies, that yeah. that would make more sense. That it just felt. That's like what I thought it was until they showed Twilight. Mashup. Yeah. Yeah. So that one oh. I was kind of like, what the heck? But then they showed later on. They showed the Christopher Guest uh, segment with yeah. like yeah. Eugene Levy and Fred Willard and Catherine O'Hara, Catherine and I really O'Hara, enjoyed yeah. that one. That was one of the better segments. I thought I, that was pre- pretty entertaining. I, I felt. Yeah, I love that when they were in the, the focus group thing. And everything. Yeah. Um, also, the what other segments were? It was also the segment with the with the what the people were thinking, kind of thing. Oh, where he would do commentary. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That was, that was entertaining right. too. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah, and the what did you guys think of the intro? The Billy Crystal in all of the different. I uh, I actually absolutely enjoyed that. That was yeah. fun. They they always do that every year, but to me it just never gets old. It's always so funny. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I think it also it depends. With... It depends who's doing it, and it depends what the films are too. I guess you know what I mean. Yeah. And I think this year that uh, it was definitely better than last year. I don't really remember the ones before that, but uh, I, I I enjoyed it this year. That was pretty funny. Uh, along the lines of that, if you were watching Jimmy Kimmel right after, um, he had something very similar, but I think his was even more elaborate than the Oscars he had in some situations. So many people yeah. in his. It was insane on Jimmy Kimmel. Like um, it was every, amazing. Everybody. Clooney, Helen Mirren, um everybody. John Krasinski Crazy. and his wife. Uh Emily Blunt. Like yep. oh, it was just Ridiculous. So YouTube that if you can. <laughs> it's it, it's worth it's it's definitely worth a watch. It's called yeah. mo- um, movie the movie. It's movie the movie. Movie title. <laughs> right, movie, so the, the yeah, movie. I didn't get to check Jimmy Kimmel out, but yeah. It's and what about the one other problem I did have was the opening number that Billy Crystal sang at the very beginning when he's singing about all the awards. Yeah, all, like, all the it, best it felt a little a little forced or something. It felt and I really know he made forced. a joke about like. I think they're just playing up, playing. Yeah, up. like that. Everyone expected it, and he's like, "You didn't think, you know, I'd I guess do this would you?" But I, they, I guess maybe it's just the song itself. Felt and how old is Billy Crystal? Come on, he's in his sixties. He's in his sixties. He looks good. He looks really good. Yeah. He's doing up there singing a musical. Come on, I mean, give the. You, you oh no, I, I'm not saying him. I don't oh, give no, him credit. I feel like so. it was the oh, people yeah, yeah. Yeah. But writing general, it for like, him. I, what. The the writing of like the songwriting I felt was, was just really really forced like like yeah, Rianne said it just felt like so yeah, unnatural. My, my point my point is that if if you wanted something that was a little more creative I think that you'd have to have uh, Billy Crystal run around a little bit more and kind of interact with the crowd a little bit. And I will um, say I I still, was, of all the last like that. couple years I, I the I thought the Hugh Jackman one was one of the best uh, singing ones in a while. I thought that was right. fantastic. Yeah, I remember that one. I he think... had Anne Hathaway come up. Yeah, with him. That yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this one there was some funny parts, but like it was just there's nine nominees and it just like kept going 
and it was just like tedious after a while. You know I guess I mean? didn't have a, as much of a problem with it as you, you guys did. Yeah, I, I just it, it was okay. I just it, it was too long, I think, and I just felt too forced well, because it wasn't it felt Cirque du so Soleil. Long. You know, yeah, it wasn't that elaborate, and that's kind of why I liked it. It was kind no, of just I, I didn't, comedy. I didn't which, which dislike it. I didn't dislike it. Yeah, no, it. I didn't hate it or anything. Yeah, but so yeah. Um, real quick, I, I pretty much live tweeted the entire thing um, through Cinema Clash uh, at, at Twitter, my Twitter, Twitter at Cinema Clash, whatever. And were you guys uh, using Twitter at all during the thing, like hashtagging Oscars or anything? No, like I said, I was using Viggle. I was experimenting with that, and um, that's kind of how I played it up, just for a difference. Okay. I, I, when I watched the Super Bowl, I was definitely you know watching Twitter a lot more heavily because of the because of the commercials. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, but, so uh, like I was uh, tweeting all that stuff, just kind of like mostly just me not liking something, be, just me being cynical about random things or me making inappropriate puns or <laughs> things like that uh, uh, during the entire ceremony. The usual. Uh-huh. Yeah, so nothing out of the ordinary. You can yeah. totally check those out at CinemaClash at Twitter.com. And Twitter. of all the hashtag Oscars that were going on, there was a couple that I, that I saw that, that were I thought were really funny that I had even retweeted. Um, there was one that said, if the In Memoriam clip at the Oscars plays a Whitney Houston track, I will throw something. Didn't you think she was going to sing it? I th- I thought they were going to play the song. I really did. That's what I thought. Although I will say real quick, I forgot to mention this earlier. I thought that was one of the better in memoriam segments because it was short, it was quick, and it was just to the point. It wasn't elaborate. It was just they died. They got like three seconds, and then it went to the next one. I think it was the editing that really sold it for me. I think I, I liked that style better. Yeah, than ever. it was really the nice. White, the white yeah. background was really nice. It kind of you know it could be a little symbolic. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't like... And I like how they didn't, like, I mean, there was a few people who they had, like, quotes from, but it's not like, you know, when one person, like, if it was somebody really big that died, that they had, like... like a famous quote, right? Triple or quadruple the amount of time that other people got, yeah. you know what I mean? It wasn't, like, that different. You know, everyone had just, a, you know, a couple seconds, and that was it. And yeah. I thought Short it, was, and it was fantastic. Very nice. Yeah. Um, another, another tweet, too, I thought was pretty funny. It was... Uh, Nick Nolte looks surprised that he didn't see himself in the death montage. <laughs> that oh, was pretty good. I liked when he and made fun Nick Nolte, though. Another one that really funny, good. too, was uh, it was from Apocalypse How. It's Well, that's the oh. name of the, the tweeter. What if it's actually Glenn Close as Meryl Streep when she was presenting the – when she was accepting the Oscar? <laughs> because I guess they didn't think that far. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. So, in general um, – Typical, typical year. Nothing too crazy. Oh, I we guess did see Sasha Baron Cohen entering as the dictator, but we didn't get anything out of it really. I think that was the deal. He could yeah. show up, but they can't. They can't really publicize it that much. I, I think guess. that was I what mean, they that, that to makes do. sense. I would. I was expecting a little something, but yeah, it was a very it was a very safe year, and it's that's a typical Oscar thing. It was a safe pick for best picture. It was a safe ceremony. You know what I mean? It wasn't anything outlandish, and it wasn't anything out of the ordinary. It was very typical. And you know what? Sometimes that's okay. I mean, I, I didn't have a problem with it. It wasn't. It wasn't really that boring. Granted, I was also tweeting during the entire thing, so I was entertaining myself half the time. Um. But uh, so yeah, that's it. What do you guys think? Any final thoughts? Um. Just want to bring up uh, Ben Stiller. 
with uh, what's her name? <laughs> oh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I, I really like that moment. I thought That's that was another nice. one, another presenter moment. She's really either like. freakishly tall or he's just really short. He's short. He's short, and she's probably on the tall side. Yeah. So yeah. just was it was really hilarious. weird. I didn't realize it was that much of a difference. It was crazy. and heels. Heels. That's true. Heels and he's short. That's I think that's the that's all I've got. Yeah. Watch Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, watch Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> yeah, watch right, thanks, guys. We will uh, probably do this again next year for the 2013 Oscars, and I'll be sure to be seeing as many movies as I can this year, especially towards the end of the year, so we can have even more knowledge going into the next Oscars. That's right. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Cinema Clash. Please visit cinemaclash at blogspot.com for past episodes and ajazznetworks.com for our other great podcasts. And if you have any questions, comments, or even a suggestion for a battle, email us at cinemaclash at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 623-AJAZZ64. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook for the latest updates. Find this show and more at Ajaz Networks. Originally different media for your personal taste.